He will meet us where we are. He will forgive us completely, but he doesn't want to leave us there. He then wants to transform our life and take us to a new place where we're not living in that sin anymore. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and he who knocks, the door will be opened. There is a real active sense to that. Ask, seek, knock. Welcome everyone to our 86th podcast, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg, and we have our Family and Youth Director, Jeremy Teru, and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. Um, we're on, we've been speaking about a series of the power of prayer, and we started out with the purpose of prayer. We just want to recap our last podcast that the purpose of prayer is to be in communion in communion with God. We don't want it to be just a task list of our needs and wants. We, we want to be in communion with him and God uh, most importantly wants to be in, he wants to talk to us and be in relationship with us as well. And uh, Jeremy's been taking us through the Lord's Prayer and he has a few more um, aspects that, uh, that he wants us to uh, understand. Yeah, so we, we ended last time with uh, submitting our, our lives to God's will, asking for his will to be done, his kingdom to come, his will to be done. And then the prayer goes on to say, give us today our daily bread. And so what we have here is uh, asking God and trusting in him for his provision to meet our needs. And we think of that physically, and, and that's absolutely true. I believe it also refers to spiritually as well that he meets our needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to come. He's our good father. He wants to provide for us. It's good to come to him and to ask, to ask for him to provide for us, to rely on him. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting is Matthew says, give us today our daily bread. And Luke says, give us each day our daily bread. And there's that sense of dependence that we should have on God. And it gets lost in life when we are living, not paycheck to paycheck, but we're living in a world where we have an abundance. And so for many people to pray, give us this day, our daily bread, you know, we go to the cupboard, we go to the fast food, we go wherever we want to go. And we get that in this case, provision of food. But there are a lot of people out there who don't have that kind of ability. And then going back into the time in which Jesus was speaking to the disciples, you know, they didn't have refrigeration. They didn't have the things we have today. And so each day was about the provisions that they needed to survive. And so when we come to this, we kind of lose that sense of each day provision because we live in a society where, you know, how often do you go shopping? We go once a week or once every two weeks and we've got enough food then. So it's not as though tomorrow I have to worry about where my food's coming from because I just go to the refrigerator or the cupboard and open it up and, and eat. So, um, yeah, it reminds me as well, uh, um, during the Exodus and Israel's journey to the mm -hmm. promised land as God provided manna from heaven 
you know, bread from heaven to sustain them each day. God actually told them that he would provide enough for one day. And he actually told them not to save it till the next day. Mm-hmm. And what happened when they, yeah. of course, some people course would they, go out. Yeah. Of course they, yeah. <laughs> and the bread, I, I believe it became full of, full of maggots or worms. Yeah, moldy or, and maggots, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so God was teaching the people, please rely on me each day for me to meet your needs. Don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to um, save things for several days at a time because then they're they're not trusting God, that God's going to come mm-hmm. through each day for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the next line then is so important. Yes, yes. And uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mm-hmm. And so we, we know forgiveness from God is critical to our relationship with him. That's what brings us into relationship. That's found only through Jesus who died for our sins and rose again. And so we're acknowledging that we have sin in our lives, that we have a sinful nature, mm-hmm. asking God to forgive that, knowing that he provided for that forgiveness through Christ. Mm-hmm. And even as uh, Christians, born again Christians who are in the family of God, it's still very important that we come and acknowledge and confess our sins before God and ask for forgiveness. And this is an area where Pastor Paul has taught me a lot since his time here. So Pastor Paul, I'll just ask you to comment on the importance of Christians who are in Christ still coming to God to ask for forgiveness of sins. Well, there are a couple of things uh, that come to mind right away. And of course, I'm like, what have I taught you, Jeremy? (laughs) (laughs) The uh, the couple of things that come to me about forgiveness is one is the recognition of who you are. Uh, When we are living a life in humility, we're aware of our uh, faults and failures. I think we're oftentimes aware of those anyways. But when we're living in pride, we kind of just sweep them under the rug. And then I think that creates a blockage between what we desire and what God desires for us. So the idea of confessing your sin on one hand is all about really taking a posture of humility, um, understanding who you are, and then understanding whose you are. Uh, When we understand who we are, that we're frail, that we're human, but when we also understand whose we are, you know, we're God's, mm-hmm. uh, that God wants to forgive us. And interestingly, interestingly enough, if we were to continue on in Luke, he uh, talks in terms of, Jesus talks in terms of uh, Father. Suppose one of you, now this happens right after he teaches the Lord, Lord's Prayer. Suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. And yet because of the man's persistence, he will get up and give as much as he needs. So there's a aspect of persistence, this forgiveness um, if we're persistent in being uh, or asking forgiveness for our sins, 
then God, if we look at the rest of that verse, will forgive us our sins. It says, forgive us our sins as we forgive others who sin against us. And oftentimes, I don't know about you, but I want to be able to have access to the Father. And I know that if I create a block by not being or having a mindset of forgiveness, then I create I create my own stumbling block or I create my own barrier uh, to God. And so it's so important in this persistence that Jesus talks about, goes on to say, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. You know, in any uh, relationship, there are sometimes where we get to a point where didn't I didn't I tell you um, that we were going to do this or um, no you didn't tell me mm-hmm. and uh, you could say I know I told you well no I I don't remember you telling me and what's really interesting is sometimes we think we're saying something but we're not or we say something Isn't in a different truth? way <laughs> yeah we say something in a different way and we expect the other person to understand exactly what we were really trying to say. Or maybe you said it and it was only in your in your mind. That's right. <laughs> you didn't really speak it. Anyone who's married <laughs> might know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> or with kids, right? <laughs> yes. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but this idea of um, being persistent with God allows us to not only know what we're asking for, but sometimes we need to ask for it in a different way. Sometimes we're asking because we want it. I want it now, God. And then maybe down the road, as we're persistently pursuing this, we're coming to realize that maybe we're a part of the reason we're not getting what we're asking God for, especially Mm -hmm. if it's something um, spiritually minded. Um, it's It's just important to realize that just because you ask once, now I'm going to get into a into trouble here. Just because you ask once doesn't mean God doesn't want you to ask again. And there's that that continual asking that allows us to clarify what we're asking for and why we're asking for it. Yeah, I like how you said that because quite often we will have to ask over and over because we're probably getting in the way of ourselves mm. and what we're asking and we're too proud, you know, too prideful to really recognize that. Um, yeah. yeah. And remember God, you know, God's a person. God is our father who loves his children. He has compassion on us. He, mm-hmm. you know, when we come to him persistently and pour out our heart to him, that means something to him, you know, that moves his heart just like, you know, as a, as a mother or father, imagine that scenario with your own child, mm-hmm. you know, your heart moves for them. So it's the same way with God. I think Jeremy was going ahead in Luke because the next set, Jesus says, which of you is, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And that was interesting because it wasn't any gift that Jesus referred to, but it was the Holy Spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so forgiveness is important. And how does it, how does it, how does God or Jesus, where does he take us from there? 
He takes us from there. So we're talking about receiving forgiveness and forgiving others. And then it's lead us not into temptation. So we're receiving the forgiveness of Christ. We're acknowledging our need to forgive others. And now we're asking God to lead us on paths of righteousness and away from sin, away from temptation into sin. So it's a, it's an appeal for God to leave, lead us in living a holy life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you notice that the forgiveness of our debts or sins is something that has happened in the past and now Jesus is turning towards the future. Yeah, I love that because that's always it with Jesus. It's um, So just on Sunday, we talked about the woman caught in adultery. And uh, Jesus comes to her, you know, after after the crowd turns away who are about to stone her. And he comes to her and he forgives her. He offers her forgiveness, but he doesn't stop there. He says, now go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. So it's he he will meet us where we are. He will forgive us completely, but he doesn't want to leave us there. He then wants to transform our life and take us to a new place where we're not living in that sin anymore. Mm-hmm. So in Luke, as I read before, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and he who knocks, the door will be open. And there is a real active sense to that. This isn't a passive, you know, just kind of hang out and God will give you what you want. Ask, seek, knock. Very important, um, I guess, physical reminders that it's not just a matter of, hey, God's going to provide. I won't have to ask again or pray anymore. You know, I've already asked God for a great life. What more do I need to say? Mm-hmm. Right. And we have to actually listen and mm-hmm. to what, and I think that's difficult for a lot of us. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it might not happen. We may not hear that answer right away. Uh, we may not like the answer we get either. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. But... Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, taking that passive approach that Pastor Paul just described of, well, God knows everything. So he knows what I need. He knows what my concerns are. He knows what my fears are, what my hopes and desires are. So I don't need to pray about that. He already knows everything. There is no exercising of relationship there Mm -hmm. because you're just saying God knows everything. He'll just do it. But God wants us to come to him take the time to talk to him about it, to listen to what he has to say. That's communion with him. That's relationship. That's what he's after. Mm -hmm. So he wants that active approach of, even though he does know, already knows what we're going to say before we say it, we're living a relationship when we actually come talk to him about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, marriage before. I mean, what marriage would flourish if you talked once a month? Right. Right? Yeah. Not mine. Just laugh. <laughs> you know, even even once a week wouldn't work for most marriages. Uh, and no. the idea of thinking that there's, you know, I've been married a while. And there is something about knowing that Lene is there uh, to talk to, to listen to. You know, we always want to talk more than listen. 
Um, and that's another aspect of prayer we need to talk about mm-hmm. ha, as opposed to listen about. <laughs> but the idea of knowing that that person is there, and I think this gets to where uh, Paul talks about praying without ceasing. And that concept of your best friend is with you wherever you are, wherever you go, whatever trouble you get into, whatever uh, situation you find yourself moving toward, your best friend is always there. And it's so much more fun to go through life with a friend. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we will end on that last comment. Um, thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder that um, this this is Holy Week and we have a series of event, events going on at the First United Methodist Church of Gaylord, Michigan. Um, we have uh, a white breakfast on Thursday, on Monday, Thursday at 9.30 a.m., And we also have a service that same evening at 7 p.m. We'd love to have you join us. On Friday, we have a ecumenical. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for saying ecumenical uh, service. Um, And for those of you like me who had to ask what that meant, that means several churches in the community will be um, at, at the First United Methodist Church at noon on Good Friday. We welcome you to that as well. And on Easter Sunday, we have a 9 a.m. service and a 1045 contemporary service. And we would just love to have you uh, join us in person or you can join us on Facebook or YouTube. So thanks, everyone. Um, If you need any other information, call the church, 989-732-5380 or visit our website. Just Google First United Methodist Church of Gaylord, Michigan. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.